five four three two one welcome back to the fever pitch podcast i'm your co-host brian no, i'm done nice to see you guys again this week this week we're starting it off by talking about some fast things that are happening dan you care to elaborate ah mm. uh, uh you know funny you mentioned fast dallas texas sprinter shikari richardson former lsu lady tire She's been in the she's been in the media for a lot of things, and I think the prior to this most recent performance in the in the qualifiers, I think the last thing we heard about her was the incident with the uh, marijuana. But she's since come out on the on on the positive side of things. She's kept her head down and kept her arms moving, and now she is a world champion. She she ran in the hundred meter. World Championships, and she placed first. She won the gold. So congratulations to her, to Clay Richardson. <clears throat> she, so, yeah, go ahead, Brian. She's now the fastest woman in the world, right? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, so. you could say she's smoking them on and off the field track. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wow. Yes, but yeah, it's safe to say. Yeah, she won the hundred meter world championship on Monday night, and she will be racing again in the Paris Olympics next year. This next summer, that is. She ran a personal best of ten point six five at the World Athletics. Ooh, where does that compare uh, with like the world record? Uh, let's see. That might actually be a world record as well. Let's see. 100 meter record time. The men's world record is a 958 by Usain Bolt. And yeah, she broke the women's world championship record oh. this year at 1065. Oh, wow. That was the world championship record. Oh, okay. So that statement holds she is smoking them on and off the field. Okay. Yes. Uh, the. Fastest time by a woman, period, was by Flojo. She ran in 10.49, but, you know, as far as world championships, nobody has run, has ran faster than Shakari Richardson. Mm. Wow. Hey, good for her. You know, she's been working hard. I know yes, that for, is... like, a period of time, like, uh, she was getting a lot of flack um because i think what there was like a competition or something that she didn't perform well in or she didn't like qualify for because of like controversies and things of that nature and if yes. it, it seemed like everybody like flipped on her all of a sudden when everybody was on her side but it's good to see yes, that she's, she's back on top yes i think the proper perception was that she was arrogant or what have you but i think she's like i said kept it Kept, kept her cards to herself and just, you know, been focused on working hard. So, salute to her. I'm looking forward to, to seeing her in the Olympics. Big salute to her, you know, because what you said, Paris Olympics? Yes, yes. Mm, okay, okay. Hey, well, yeah. Look forward to seeing that next year. Uh, Absolutely. Speaking of this year, something very unfortunate has happened. Something very sad and near and dear to my heart. Oh, is everything okay? <laughs> no, the, the Ravens preseason streak has been broken by none other than the Commanders. Oh, tell me more. So, it was a close game, 
it, it happened at a FedEx field, but the score was pull this up. The score of the game was 29-28. And hmm. the commanders won by field goal at the end. Um yeah. It was a good game though. Um I watched the highlights of it. Um people were saying that this might be the best preseason game of all time, right? Uh, a lot of players were doing great things. Uh Zay Flowers uh, started the game off with a touchdown and then uh the commanders were doing great things additionally as well too. Um Antonio Gibson was out there for for you guys or or should I just refer to them as the commanders or do you still not Please. claim them? <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just the commanders. Shout out to all the commanders fans. I'm not with you. Unfortunately. <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah, but a lot of good things is happening. Um, yeah, Antonio Gibson um scored for the commanders. Uh Travis Vo- uh Vokalek had two touchdowns for the Ravens. Um, that was definitely mm. promising to see as uh, he's like our second or third string tight end. And uh, we just mm. signed him. So we signed him at the y'all top. Have of enough, yeah, I have an affinity for getting tight ends out of nowhere. So yeah. what, I will, what I will say is it was noted that Washington was using their starters while we were using our second and third string. So, well, the streak was snapped, but really, all I saw was our second and third string can compete with the starters of the Washington Commanders. I mean, yeah, that's one outlook to have. I feel like, me personally, it's a preseason game. I don't, want, I just want to see if <clears throat> players are capable of playing football. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it holds some. Uh, Hold something about it probably holds more value to some than others, but yeah, I'm just like yeah, if you, if you can play, you can play. So salute to the commanders, I guess, and then hopefully the Ravens can have like a a regular season winning streak that lasts for however long. But you know, it is what it is. Oh, the Ravens are definitely gonna go on a run. It's definitely looking promising this year. I can tell you that. Zay Flowers already scored in the preseason. That's just a glimpse of what's to come. Hey, man, if it's fine with you, it's fine with me. But uh, as I'm I'm talking about fines, you hear about James Harden? What did James Harden do? Well, would you look at that? Sorry, I just read something. But James Harden, you know, he's a current – uh, Philadelphia Sunday picture. Mm-hmm. As you, as you, as we all know, former MVP with Houston, we tried to go OKC trade to Houston, traded from Houston to Brooklyn, and now Brooklyn to Philly, and now we're at a period in time where uh, he is disgruntled and wants out. Yeah. Uh, in the most, in the most recent turn of events, mm-hmm. he's now been fined a hundred k for essentially bad mouthing. Uh, Daryl Morey, the Sixers GM. Well, what's a 100k uh, fine to somebody who's making like almost 40 million dollars a year? I mean, yeah, it's a drop. It's a drop in the bucket, but I think it's just the principle, the fact that he 
was violating the CBA, as we talked about in the previous pod, and you know, public trade demand, public public trade demands are a no no, and he's since gotten a hundred k fine. Mm. So why exactly was what he was saying about Darren Morey a finable offense? So based off the CBA, the the NFL, the NBA Players Association stated that they respectful they respectfully disagree with the league's decision. Oh, I'll read that after I go into why he was fined. I believe the league chose to find James Harden because, you know, I guess outwardly calling your GM a liar is not really the best thing to do because, you know, we all represent the NBA and the GMs are kind of more of a representation of Adam Silver, who is the commissioner. So it's, you know, it's, it's tricky. And oh. the upon doing research, the the issue I had was that Daryl Morey made Jay's Harden take a pay cut under the pretense that he was gonna ship him out quickly, according to Shams. When I'm doing my research, it was said that he told James Hunt to opt into his $35.6 million option and that they would ship him out of Philly out of, sooner than he could like the ink will be dry by the time he's out of Philly. And as you can see, he's still a 76er. So he's taking less money to now stay with the Sixers. So he feels like he was lied to, hence said comments. Mm. Um, You know, it's tricky, to say the least. I feel like if I don't want to play somewhere, I have all right to request a trade. So trading. If you don't trade me, then yeah, I feel like you're not really trying to help me. So, I see both sides, but hey, man, hopefully we can get past this. It's something about Philly and all of this, like, Wahala, you know, Ben Simmons, yeah. James Harden. I think AI even has some controversies in Philly. So, this is just none. This is just more of the same, I guess. Yeah, something shady going on in that front office. I know previously I'd said that James Harden should maybe just stay, but... I didn't realize the gravity of the situation. If yeah, you can't even trust who, who you're working with in your head office, you should definitely get out of there. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Speaking again now there, you know, Dane was still trying to make his way to Miami. Mm. And the most recent, the most recent piece of information I've gotten on that front was that the Heat are also trying to bring in Kelly Oubre in addition to Damian Lillard. Kelly Oubre. Yeah, they're just trying to, you know, build a unit. I think those are two, I guess, primary pieces on their radar. So, you know, that's interesting to say the least. Is Kelly Uber still on the Suns? Kelly Uber, I believe, is playing for the Suns still. Mm. Uh, No, no, no. I actually think he's playing for Charlotte. Oh, I did not even know that. I think that was the last team he was on. I think he was playing for Charlotte. Yes. He was most recently finished playing for Charlotte for the past two years. So I believe he's either a free agent or he may be on an expiring deal and may be looking to be traded. So Kelly mm-hmm. Oubre, Jimmy Butler, bam, his pieces. I think it's interesting to say the least. 
Mm. Also, the talks of Christian Wood being on the Heat's radar. So oh. they're definitely trying to make use of these vets and, you know, strengthen that core and make their way back to the finals. Do you think that's what was missing for the Heat? Is it depth? Uh, you can never go wrong with depth. So I don't think it'll hurt them. Mm. Um, I think the most recent thing I've seen is that they're trying to keep uh Tyra Hero, Ty- Hero while still getting game. I think mm. it's gonna be interesting to move that money around because I think they ended up getting like sixty two million this year, so it's really interesting to the least. Yeah. There are also talks I know he's looking at Miami, but there were recent talks about Dane Moore to Minnesota. Team mm. with Ant Man and, and uh Rudy Gobert. So I feel like there's a lot of there are a lot of places you could go. So. That would be a nasty pairing. I I could see I could see it going either way. I would be interested mm-hmm. to see the pair with the Timberwolves, though. That seems a little bit more dynamic. I don't really know too much about the Timberwolves depth on their chart, but I know that that that'd be a, a little big three right there. I would say so. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think for they sure. still got. I think they still had the McDaniel brothers, and they also had Nas Reed. So yeah, they have a couple. They have a couple uh, things to work with. I would say, assuming mm-hmm. they were to get Dame, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like you know. Actually, I mean, hey, Dame go over and Ant Man. That's not terrible. I feel like that could work. You think Damian Lillard would be cool with going to the Timberwolves? I mean, I think that'll be a lateral move, but I mm. think it'll be, you know, a fresh start at least. Mm. So maybe he does have a no trade clause, so Portland can ship him to Shanghai if they want to. No, <laughs> uh, it's has all that, about. It's all about. Has that ever happened? Has anybody ever been traded outside of the NBA? I doubt it. You know, I'm being facetious, but hey, man, I've seen things happen, so it could happen. Who knows? But I feel. I'm sure that all deals will have to be within the National Basketball Association, as far as I'm concerned. Hey, I don't know. After we've seen those things with the 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 buyouts for the Premier League and what's been going on in soccer, it's like people can go wherever now, it seems, nowadays, if they're paying. I guess so. I mean... Yeah, I suppose. As far as being traded to an overseas team, mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't seen that happen. Unless, I mean, maybe like draft rights and stuff. Like, you know, if you draft a player, but he doesn't come to the U.S. for a few years. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, man, get ready to run Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, to still keep the ball on the NBA a little bit. Um, I saw something, um, it was, uh, Stephen A. Smith. He said that he had heard a rumor that Lonzo Ball was struggling to stand up, um, and get out of a chair. Um, funny enough, Lonzo Ball responded by posting a video of him getting out of a chair and sitting back down multiple times to show that, I guess, his legs and ACL or whatever injuries were. Improving, I guess, overall. And that begs the question, do you think Lonzo Ball will make a comeback? 
before he got injured, he was going on quite the run. Yeah, I would say it's only a matter of time because, uh, you know, it's always good to be as healthy as you can be. But, yeah, he definitely debunked the said allegations of not being able to stand in a chair or stand, stand up from a chair. Mm. I'm not sure where Stephen A got that from, but... Uh, you know Stephen A just be rapping. <laughs> apparently... Says that something went wrong in terms of the procedures, mm. but he since been he since nullified those claims. Mm. And Stephen A also took accountability and said that he'll reach out to the source directly next time. Source being honest as well. So it's only a matter of time before he returns from injury and he's fully recovered from his ailments. So yeah. I Very think Chicago cool. is just waiting to see. Does he still have some years on his contract? So, wait, when a player gets injured, does their contract pause or? It's situational. I think yeah. sometimes it pauses. Sometimes you just get paid for that year without playing. Mm. You may have to do like a, I think it's called like an injury guarantee or something. So, you might get a partial payment, but you still are under contract. According to Spot Track, he got paid nineteen million dollars last year. So, oh yeah, like this year, they he got the player exception for ten point two million dollars. So it's it's a reduced salary, but he's still gonna get something because he signed a contract in the summer of twenty twenty one. So, wow. So let's like so for some players, let's say like you sign a massive contract. You get injured that first year, you're just making millions of dollars while sitting. Yeah, I mean, it's a reduced rate, but yeah, millions nonetheless. Unless you got like a fully guaranteed. Well, does NBA do fully guaranteed? Uh, I want to say yes. I know. I remember talking to talking about that viral clip with that Brandon Marshall. Talking mm-hmm. about the NBA contracts, so I'm pretty sure like most NBA contracts are fully guaranteed. Mm. Yes, the team is obligated to pay the player a predetermined amount regardless of their performance or injury status. In mm. addition, teams are barred from reducing or terminating the contract without cause. So it's situational. There has to be a reasoning behind it. So, mm. Yep. Okay. Mm. So when players get cut or waived, they still get paid the rest of their contract. Um, I think what I think when you get waived, that money is just on the books of the team that waived you. So mm. oh, I'm so sure you, you have get to get paid. paid something, yeah. Or they may just stretch out the money for an extended period of time. I know with the Luol Deng, he's like still on the books of the Lakers for at least the next like two or three years. Oh, because he had some crazy contract, didn't he? Yeah, I think the yeah four years on the two million, and oh, pardon me, he got off the books last year, last April, mm. and he had, wasn't playing for however long in that, for as long as I can remember. But yeah, he was on the books for a while, played one game, and then he was bought out by the Lakers, and mm. he's been getting the annual contract for. A few years now. Same thing with uh, Bobby Benilla in the MLB. He gets paid like a million dollars every July 1st, I think. 
for the next like ten years or something like that. It's crazy. Oh, that's lit. <laughs> yeah, every oh yeah, all these all these clauses and different negotiations. This is this is why I kind of really want to be an agent because like I like being in the rooms where you got to make these make these decisions and just see what what works best for your pocket. But I know yeah, you definitely you, be able I, to get these players some money for sure. Yeah, because if you, if I get one point two million dollars from twenty eleven to twenty thirty five, every every year July first, I gotta cut the check. It's a beautiful day for me. <laughs> it's a beautiful day for his agent too, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because let's see, it says the last time he played was. Uh, in 2000, yeah, he was bought out, and they stretched it annually with eight percent interest. So, so he's getting paid more. <laughs> yes, it was five point nine million dollars, and he got bought out, and they agreed that he would get one point two million dollars for twenty five years on that eight percent interest. Wait, wait. How does five point nine million turn into one point two million a year for twenty five years? How does that happen? Well, according to ESPN, uh, let's see. So his annual payday. Here's everything he needs to know. Okay, so the money was deferred because he was bought out in two thousand, and mm-hmm. they agreed to just make annual payments. At the time, the Mets were owned by the Madoffs, and they were promised to get a lot of R- a, a huge ROI on, you know, the Madoff ownership. That's not mm. the case. So now the, these new owners said that they would just embrace the fact that Bobby Benilla, Bobby Benilla will redo this money, and he'll be getting $1.2 million until he's 72 years old. Until last play from, 72 years. Does he work? Yep. Probably not. I mean, <laughs> he played, the last time he played for the Mets was in 1999. And then the last time he played in the MLB was in 2001 with the Cardinals. He's been getting paid since then. So. Wow. Yes. He's not the he's not the only person who's, who's received this. He actually is even getting another 500K for the, from 2004 to 2029. Because he negotiated a similar deal with the Orioles, so he's making one one point seven k a year, pretty much. Who, who, I mean, pardon who me. Who's his agent? One point seven mil a year. Pardon me. Uh, Bobby Vanilla's agent is. You know, it'd be crazy if he was self-represented. Imagine. The <laughs> <laughs> so Gilbert. Gilbert is probably the last name. He's getting one. So wait, if the last time he played was 2001, how is he getting money from the Orioles also? Well, it says here he signed a second contract with the Mets and the Orioles. And those payments initiated in 2004. Not sure what the, I'm not sure the details of that contract, but yeah, 500K a year. On top of the on top of the one point two, he gotta have something on the league. He gotta know something because I've never heard of this before. 
So the MLB yeah, just right. be paying people for forty to fifty years for while not playing. Yeah, I mean, if you know how to negotiate, you know how to negotiate. That would never rock in the it's NFL a, or the NBA. They'd be like, "Yeah, yeah it's a, you're done." It's essentially it's essentially equity because they bought them out and they say, "We're going to stretch, we'll stretch this." And I was like, "All right, cool, stretch it then." So wait, how and, much was he? Yeah. What would he have been do if he got paid up front? If he got paid up front. All right, so the contract was five years, twenty nine million in nineteen ninety one. That was the contract initially, mm-hmm. and he got bought out. The Mets bought out the five point nine remaining, five point nine million dollars remaining. So they mm-hmm. bought him out, and instead of just paying him that five point nine up front, they said we're stru- we're going to stretch it. So they said, yeah, one point two. For 25 years, starting on July, starting in 2011, with the eight percent interest. So they they chose to pay him another 20 to 30 million over just giving him 5.9 million up front. Guess so, but because they were why? under the impression they were under the impression that they'll profit more doing this, according to Bernie Madoff, and uh, that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's uh it's tricky out here. Wow. I know whoever the GM or whoever who orchestrated this deal got fired. Well, um uh, let's see. Under yeah, there's now a new owner. So <laughs> yeah. Whoever was the owner at the time is not the owner now. So you're right. Hey yo. But enough on that. Speaking of people who got bought out or are trying to go new places, uh, you were talking. You were telling me a little bit before the pod. You were talking about Stefan Diggs, a rumor you heard. Supposedly, allegedly, rumor has it, and I've heard. I've heard the positive side and the negative side of this. I've heard that he wants out, and I've heard that he, but that's not the case. Again, Stephen A. Smith is going to expose for having sus takes all of a sudden, because on first take he said that uh, his sources claim that Stephen A. Smith wants. I mean, that's the Diggs wants out, and the Diggs has since refuted those claims and says that they arise that he's staying with. He wants to stay with the Bills Mafia. Uh, I did hear, like maybe a year ago, there were some rumors of him and his brother teaming up in Dallas, but that doesn't seem to be the case, at least not right now. So, I mean, it's interesting, to say the least. That is quite the situation. Yeah, I mean, me personally... Me personally, not too many quarterbacks are better than Josh Allen, so I'm gonna I'm just hang out with Josh Allen. Not gonna lie to you. Hey, if he were to go anywhere, he should come to the Ravens. He should come back home. That would that wouldn't be that wouldn't that wouldn't sound too bad. Yeah, I'm sure the offense would be a little more tailored to the run game, but I think he'll still <laughs> find his way. Yeah, no, I think he would definitely do good if he came to the Ravens. You know, 
I think definitely the the core uh, with Odell, Zay Flowers, um, it would definitely probably rotate out Odell. I'd uh, probably be pivot more to, to Diggs, but I think it's definitely – it could definitely work. I don't pay people, so I don't know about that. Good luck. I doubt it'll happen, but hey, who am hey. I? I didn't think I didn't think y'all were gonna get Roquan, so it could happen. And y'all pretty Roquan, so it could happen. Who's who knows? Exactly. Who knows? On, the, you... sli- on the slight on the slight tangent though, there were talks of the the Jets potentially trading for Devontae Adams in season. Oh and if that have if that happens, uh I might throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just thinking about the fact that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams essentially break up for two years and then you get back together in New York out of nowhere. I would just shake the league up. I doubt it'll happen, but if it does, I'll be very much... Because, you know, they said Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut Mm -hmm. and that pay cut was allegedly to either bring in one of his old linemen from from Green Bay or bring in Devontae Adams or, or both. So if one or both of those things happen... Oh man, <laughs> they already got Dalvin, so it's like at this point, it's like I've already told myself that the Sarver Cabin is fake, but this would just amplify that. Yeah, if he gets him and Devontae Adams again what? in New York, would be crazy, yeah. especially with that yeah. fan base. The Jets, yeah. I feel like the Jets have been building up more and more momentum as of re- recently. You know, they've been drafting yeah. well, they've been. Uh, definitely, I've been hearing about their practices and seeing them on social media as well, too. Yeah. Uh, on offense and defense. Exactly. It definitely seems like they are cooking up something serious. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what they do this season. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I know that they say that Dallas is America's team, but I'm pretty sure the Jets are too, are too, are too far from that. But um, that's a hot take. You know, New York, New York is probably one of those teams. You know, the city of New York is just a very serious representation of America. So I'm sure Jets fans feel like they represent the country a little bit better. Who do you think is more representative of New York, the Jets or the Giants? Um, I probably in most recent times. The Jets, but I think mm. in the mid two thousands were probably the Giants. They did bring them. They did bring two two Super Bowls to New York. While the Jets haven't won the Super Bowl since maybe my father was a teenager. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting to say the least. Definitely an interesting situation. Mm. So the time of the Jets is really now, huh? It's a, it appears that way. They could be a flop, and mm-hmm. I think they have just as much of a chance to be good as they do bad. So, mm. what do you think is going to be the deciding factor there? They got a uh, new QB and everything. So, oh, uh, I just think it'll be a matter of cohesion and health. Mm. I mean, the pieces are there. You got Dalvin, you got Breeze, you got Gear Wilson. So. If the pieces mesh well, then I think they'll be fine. Uh, additionally, I was about to say one other thing, but I can't remember. It was something about the Jets. 
think it was something about what David Vachi already, mm. a former Packer, potentially getting signed to the Jets as well. So, yeah, it's looking like, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers is going to bring in his guys and, you know, also some of his, I guess, rivals with Dalvin Cook, a running back that was in the, in the, the uh, NFC North for a while. Mm-hmm. Being in uh being a jet now teaming up with Brees Hall. So things are looking quite interesting around the NFL. Mm-hmm. No. Also Yeah, go ahead. I wanted to get your since we're talking about just like the NFL large, would you rather have Jonathan Taylor or JK Dallas? As a Ravens fan right now. Would you stick with JK or would you be interested in Jonathan Taylor? Well, right now, Jonathan Taylor is on what he 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 has a what he has like a weightlifting injury, right? He's debunked that. That was a rumor that he's since debunked. I just think he wants to be traded. That's the only thing now. Oh, so he's not injured? No, he's just not participating because he doesn't want to play in Indy. And even that is like I think he's participated slightly. Despite his desires to play elsewhere, hmm. I mean, I did put him on my fantasy team, and he did let me down. Hmm. Tricky. I like J.K. You know, you know, you know me. I'm a, I'm a bit biased. I'm a I'm a Ravens guy. You know, so I'm a, I'm a stick yeah, with J.K. Sure. Makes I'm sense. I'm uh, stick with you. What sense. would you? How about you? I mean, I like Brown Robinson, but Jonathan Taylor is Jonathan Taylor, so that'll be a cool one too. According to my sources, it looks like the Dolphins are interested in Jonathan Taylor, and the Colts want a first-round pick or a package of picks. So mm. it's you know they either want a, they either want a dollar or four quarters, so. It's interesting. And then Josh Jacobs in Vegas is also a little disgruntled, so we'll see what that situation pans out to be. Okay, so there's a lot going on, but hopefully he's able to get on a solid team where he can do well and get paid because, you know, nowadays they don't really be paying the running backs and based off of uh, what what his – Owner had said of the team, uh, it looks like they're not really concerned or trying to budge. Yeah, whoever ends up trading, whoever he ends up getting traded to, they're gonna have to extend them. So that's you true. Know, good luck with that. That's true. Good luck, good luck with that. Speaking of extend, it's looking like the team USA is. Extending their win streak in the uh, FIBA World Cup, or at least the the matches leading up to the FIBA World Cup, they are five and zero in the, in the exhibition. They just got a, a win over Germany on Sunday. They were down by sixteen going into the, going into the second half, and they came back and won on an eighteen zero run. Oh. So, <laughs> shout out to Anthony Edwards, Steve Steve Kerr, Tyrese Halliburton. Julian Brunson, Austin Reeves. Yeah, Team USA is still Team USA, despite our super superstars not playing. So, mm. crazy, I guess. Hey, they've been doing their thing. 
Absolutely. You know, I was a little bit, uh, what's the word? I wouldn't say worried, but I was a little bit apprehensive about this Team USA team because it's like I looked up and I was like, oh, everybody who I recognized and I thought I knew, they're no longer playing on Team USA. Yeah, it's a new age, man. Yeah. All right, like, don't get me wrong. All these players are great in their own right. But I'm just like, wow, the eras of LeBron, Curry, KD, Kyrie, that era is over, essentially, yeah. of having them yeah, in Team USA think, basketball. I think there's even the a quota as to however, however many times you can participate based off of, like, age and stuff. Oh, for real? So, I think so. So, I think once you, like, hit, like, four national teams or something, you got to hang it up or something like that. But either way, LeBron's pushing 40. Carmelo just retired. Steph is mid-30s, I think. So, yeah, you know, you got to get the young guys in. The Olympics are a young man's game. That's true. That is true. But, yeah, you mentioned Anthony Edwards. I'm looking at the stats right now. He had 34 points on, a, what, 60% from the field goal, 50% from three. Uh, yeah, he was balling out. No, Crazy, the closest man. person on the team to him was, what, Tyrese Halliburton and Paolo Banchero, and they both had 16 each. So, combined, they didn't even – nobody else scored as much as Anthony Edwards. So, he was really doing his thing. Hmm. Hey man, Ant Man is the real deal, man. Former number one overall pick. So Yeah. Minnesota got his got themselves a dog, no pun intended. Mm. You know, he went to Georgia Bulldogs. So do you think this is. is a foreshadowing of what's to come in the future for him? I think so. I think he may be the next Dwayne Wayne, maybe. Mm. Maybe this this generation's D Wade. Maybe this generation's I'm trying to think of somebody else I can compare it to. Dwayne Wade was like the first name that popped into my head. Would you compare him to Braun? I think he's a little undersized to be compared to Braun, but I yeah, think like... he might have that star power mm-hmm. uh, in Kyrie? the years to come. I don't know if he can shoot like Kyrie, but let's see what the scouts had him compared as. Mm. I heard. I, I just say Dwayne. Yeah, man, Edwards and Dwayne Wade have. Yeah, wow, look at that. <laughs> Comparisons to a young Dwayne Wade. I'm not a scout, but yes. No, you low key might be. You low key might be. <laughs> they even say he, he resembles Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum and Victor, and Victor Oladipo. So. It's interesting mm. to say the least. Shout, shout out to Victor Odipo, you know, PG mm. County version. So, you feel me? So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing Anthony Edwards. Have you mm. heard the theories that he's Michael Jordan's son? First is Jimmy, and now it's Anthony Edwards. Who else is Michael Jordan's son? <laughs> I'm just saying. He's been balling out. Hey, low key. Jordan could have a couple of kids out there that nobody knows about. You got to think about I'm it. Not, I'm not going to justify that with the response. <laughs> I would I would just say there are a lot of stars in the NBA that resemble legends of yesteryear. So 
It is what it is. <laughs> that's valid. That's valid. But to pivot from that, uh, so to take things across seas, right? Have you yeah, heard about? Me. Have you heard about the upcoming boxing match, the YouTube boxing match between KSI and Tommy Fury and Logan Paul <laughs> versus Dylan Dennis? They're calling it the the prime uh, boxing match. They probably get a lawsuit or something. <laughs> they did. Oh, yeah, this? they said like there's like excessively high levels of sugar <laughs> in their drinks, and they like threw the book at them or something. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I haven't drank prior since like the beginning of the year. It's fire though, but I'm pretty sure that yeah, the FTC, there's some type of investigation going into prime, but that's neither here or there. Um. Yeah, the prime match it makes sense. <laughs> hmm. Let's see, let me see if the, if I can find anything on this lawsuit. Amazon got sued. Oh wait, no, not Amazon Prime. Prime drink. <laughs> oh, Prime Energy drink. Um. Is a serious health concern to children because they contain a, a cauldron of caffeine, says U.S. Senator. In fact, so my question is to investigate this drink. Oh, somebody's calling for an investigation, but they haven't had one yet. Oh, my question is so is the prime energy drink and the prime, I guess, sports drink the same? Nah, they're different. I guess they got, okay. You know, it's like it's like Gatorade versus like Gatorade, um, that Gatorade energy, like what is it called, a switch? Oh, fast switch. Okay. Yeah, like fast okay. switch. Yeah, it's like it's like that. Okay. Because I'm like, oh, you probably busting, especially that ice pop. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so. Yo, you remember really that time that we first tried Prime, yo? Dog. <laughs> I was like, this tastes like candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I hope they don't take Prime off the shelf. I kind of, I don't have Prime in a while. I gotta read up. But yes, um, KSI and the Paul brothers. Yeah, hey, let man. Me, yeah. Let me get into it, right? So yeah. So the whole thing is so. Tommy Fury fought Jake Paul and won by decision, right? And next, uh-huh. he wanted to fight KSI, and KSI wanted to fight him. And he's essentially saying, Tommy Fury's whole thing is, like, YouTube boxers aren't real boxers, and he can beat any of them day or night. It doesn't matter. Where the issue came was when they were deciding on a weight to fight at, they ended up deciding on 183, but they were going back and forth because Tommy Fury wanted to fight way heavier, and KSI wanted to fly, fight slightly lighter at like 179 or 180 or something like that, right? So Tommy mm-hmm. Fury wouldn't sign the contract, and KSI even had to, uh, he has to come up in weight in order to fight uh, Tommy Fury, right? And it was just essentially a whole bunch of like bureaucracy and politics um, in that regard. For Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul, they've had like, uh, like a beef or whatever over the past few years 
Uh, I'm blanking on exactly what because I haven't really been closely following it, but I know that they don't like each other. Mm -hmm. They recently had the press conference for this uh, prime boxing match, and it was it was interesting, right? So KSI ended up shoving uh, Tommy Fury and. Uh, Tommy Fury's dad uh, ended up throwing off a bunch of tables from the stage and things of that nature and it turned hey, into yeah. a big argument you know how it gets where like they start like holding the players where it's like oh hold me back hold me back you know hmm. but it's funny because KSI always ends up getting picked up by his like bodyguard or whatever and, and he ends up moving him back or whatever the case may be so it's always interested to see that and, hey man Nigerians yeah. will find a way <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they were using some of uh, choice words that uh we won't use here. You can find that online, um, as to sounds, describe each other. But yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess going at the prime, just briefly. So yeah, yeah, like I said, I think the hydration and the energy are like two. You know, I guess two two peas in the pod, but not exactly. Yeah. I'm still drinking that. I'll still be drinking on hydrations, man. But the energy drinks, yeah, I'll, I'll stay away from them. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might have killer. a can. I might have a can just to try it. But yeah, I'll stick with the hydration going forward. <laughs> you feel yeah. me? Because like, yeah. Prime is fire. <laughs> Unhealthy or not, I love Prime. It's very good. It does taste very um, good. I, I like the orange I, one. Yes, I'm more of an ice pot guy. But yeah. you know, you can't go wrong with any, with any of those flavors. And I know we're mentioning Prime a lot. If y'all want to sponsor us, <laughs> I am absolutely for it. I will. Hey, maybe one day. I would, yeah. Yes. But I'm not going on too far of a tangent. Yeah. Um, let me touch. Uh, primes. <laughs> wait, let me fit it. Uh, what's it called? The, the last thing that happened was uh, so Logan Paul. Right, he brought out uh, a cake, uh, shaped like uh, Dylan Dennis, and uh, he uh swapped out the uh private area for the opposite gender, and uh, he was like, Dylan Dennis, this is you. You are a big, you know, oh, and um, it resulted in a fight altercation. It was it was interesting. It was interesting for sure. Talk about choice words, huh? Mm -hmm. My and goodness. Then, and then Dylan Dennis started talking about his wife and uh, saying things. Oh, yeah. Man. And you know that when you start bringing people's wives into things, you know, it's it's just going south from there. Did we not learn from Will Smith thinker Chris Rock? I guess not. Yeah. It's definitely going to be an interesting one. Def probably going to be the biggest, like, YouTuber uh, boxing match series that they have uh, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing this for for a minute now. Oh, yeah. I think about it. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, Dylan Dennis is two and zero in MMA. So maybe if all things go haywire, you might mess around and put somebody in the show We'll see. <laughs> but we'll see. but um, yeah, he, he was initially supposed to fight KSI last year, but you know, things yeah. happen. Check he check it out. You know how it is. Yeah. 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 Not enough emotion. Well, you were about well, to bring then. up something. Yes. Um, 
I remember this watching this guy in college at at Davidson. And to think he would be in the conversation of greatest point guards of all time now mm. is kind of crazy to me. Uh, mm. For those of you who don't know, Stephen Wardell, Stephen Curry, the second mm. son of Del Curry, brother of Seth Curry, husband to Sonia Curry, pardon me, husband to Aisha Curry, uh, he has now identified himself as the greatest point guard of all time. So what do you think about that take? I think Magic Johnson exists. Okay, so elaborate. I think Magic Johnson is the best point guard to ever walk the face of the earth. But why? uh, Five rings, can play multiple positions, and he did this without a jumper. So imagine if he had one. I think Steph... Now, accolade-wise, I'll take Steph Steph or Isaiah Thomas. But me personally... I'd rather have Isaiah Thomas just because I'm a fan of Isaiah Thomas. But Steph beat LeBron. This is true. They they didn't have no LeBron back then, actually. No, they didn't have nothing like LeBron back then. They was tall and lanky and and things like that nature. But Magic Johnson, I I guess the closest thing he had for comp was Larry Bird. But, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, well... How would you compare that in terms of difficulty in getting those rings? Because keep in mind, right, Curry, the the Warriors, the way they built up their team, it was no switching and swapping players to build a super team except when KD came for those few years. But okay, Curry has always been dominant, you know. Well, <clears throat> well, um, Magic Johnson wasn't a score first type of guy. But he still averaged almost 20 points a game while averaging 11 assists and seven rebounds. Nine time first team All NBA, 10 time All NBA, and three time MVP. All more than Steph in the respective categories. So if you want to consider shooting, go ahead. But if you look outside of that, Magic Johnson clears him and everything else. So. I don't know if I can even uh, say he clears him because, oh, quick side note. Magic Johnson could have been a, like a, a big stakeholder at Nike early on. They came to him and offered him shares, but he took the money with Converse. So so Congress, off of that, yes. off of that, you know, Curry, I know he has a stake in Under Armour and he was one of the first to go with them. So even that, if as you're comparing it, you know. Curry's doing his thing, you know? And for a few years, we all know that everybody was buying those Curry basketball sneakers. At least when I was in middle school. I don't know if this is a reach or just a connection that many people weren't thinking about, but hey, I can't say you're wrong. I bought a pair of Currys. I returned them, but yes, I did (laughs) buy a pair of Currys. Yes, I returned them very shortly after I bought them. But, yes. but have you have you ever bought a pair of Converse's because of Magic Johnson? I mean, I wasn't I wasn't around in the eighties. That's so about it. If I was, I probably would have. Mm. <laughs> okay. If, if I was, I probably would have. Okay, that's valid. That's valid. Magic, Magic Johnson. Yes, he could have made a lot more money than he's made. He's very, very breaded. 
620 yes. million dollar net worth. He uh, is. He 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 do uh, have that money. Yeah, six hundred million dollar net worth is something serious. So yeah, I still take Magic over Steph. I think if Magic played in today's NBA, he'd have a jumper, and if he had the jumper, then good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Because he can already pass from anywhere. So imagine if he had a jumper. Oh, my goodness. Talk about, uh, talk about that one-man fast break. Hey, but um, let's talk about what he currently, what he did have. He ain't have no jumper. So, hey, Curry pulling up from half court would have had Magic Johnson stunned. Okay. Magic Johnson getting the rebound and throwing the pass from half court. You know, there's a million ways to, to skin a cat. And hey man, you seen you seen the Showtime highlights, man. That's serious. Okay, okay. All right. Let's 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 compare it like this. What would you say is the most impressive thing that Magic Johnson did in his uh NBA career? Win a championship at center. He, he won a championship center. at center? Yeah, he started as a center in the NBA finals and won. I did not know that. He's a he's a point guard, point center in the NBA finals. And he is also six nine. Okay, so is well Clay six seven. So is a lot of people are six nine. <laughs> not everyone can do this. <laughs> I'm just saying he's six nine, so it it, it it wasn't crazy for him to play center. I mean Hey man, we're not gonna we're not gonna try to water down Magic Johnson's. No, it's definitely impressive. It's definitely impressive, and he's definitely one of the greatest of all time. But I just don't think Curry's too far off to say he's the greatest point guard of all time. That's all I'm trying to say. I put, Definitively, I, put I think Curry's at, the greatest point guard of all time. I put Steph at maybe two or three. Two or three? But, Who's uh, above him? Who's the second above him? Uh, I mean, I just like it as honest, personally. God, come on. You know that's not serious. I just have a personal respect for Isaiah Thomas. Okay, personal respect aside, you know, if Curry's not one, he's at the bare minimum two. Two B. Two A. He's not two B. <laughs> To be, but look at it like this. Look at it like this, right? <laughs> Curry, you know, Isaiah, you know, <laughs> nuclear family, you know what I'm saying? No scandals, nothing real clear cut, clean guy, you know. His wife right. was trying to, well, I'm not gonna talk about Sonya. Yeah. I'm not gonna talk about Sonya. It's cool. You mean Aisha? Yeah. Who's Sonya? I Jesus, Aisha, thank you. Who is Sonia? His mother. I'm getting the name of her. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. You know what I'm saying? Magic Johnson, you know what I'm saying? Showtime Lakers. Magic Johnson was a wild boy. Yep. That was a wild Amen. boy. Hey, man. Get it how you live. Hey, and he was living. <laughs> Gangster, exactly. He was living, um, all right. Ex- exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, that's all I can say on the subject. 
I think Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard to touch a basketball. I think Steph is not too far behind, but he's behind. Nonetheless. So so what would it take for him to to be over him? How many more rings? What what accolades are necessary for you to consider Curry as number one? Um, if he can lead the league in assists a couple of times, when he's thirty, he, is he thirty? What thirty three? Thirty? No, he's thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He should lead the league in assists a couple of times. So basically, you're saying there's no way he's thirty five, bro. No, I'm. I'm just saying, yeah, maybe one or two more championships if we lead the league in assists. Then yeah, I'll consider it. You'll consider it. <laughs> it's crazy, and you know that's crazy. It's, it's just hard for me to make that claim. I don't think you. I think if Magic Johnson would score first, he could do. No, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> but you could say the same thing about Curry. If Curry was passed first, he'd be he would have been averaging number one assist of all time. You can see the way he he shoots. You know, if you can shoot from half court, you could definitely fling the the rock. Fair enough. You know, um, he's a very talented offensive player, but yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, a real so. dealer for sure. But um, I'm not gonna lie, you you go seventy, you go seventy three nine and both three one lead, you can't you can't be my goat. I'm sorry, <laughs> but he still went seventy three and nine, and then and then spit up in the finals. So, so if he had won that him. ring, so if he had won that ring and had five rings right now, he would be the GOAT? He, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you try to think about it. You're like, mm, actually, no. Yep. You're like, yeah. Seven yeah, three and nine yeah. And, and a ring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's, I, that's I was trying to think. I, I, I was actually trying to think about it, but I couldn't. <laughs> I was like, no. Nah. Um, you know, uh, there was a brief period in time when, when I was a when I was a Clipper fan, mm-hmm. and the Warrior Clipper rivalry was very, 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 very traumatic for me. It so, wasn't much of a rivalry; they were getting spanked. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I think my views on Steph have been shifted based on that. But you know, it is what it is. Life goes on. Okay, <laughs> that's valid. But speaking of of. People who are the greatest of all time. Messi won the top scorer and best player in the recent uh, cup for the MLS, right? Bro, this is LeBron going to... Number one. (laughs) This is LeBron going to Shanghai, bro. It's (laughs) the same exact thing. Messi has definitely been great for the economy. Leo Messi is having his way with these American players. <laughs> he is. So Definitely. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Uh, salute. <laughs> That's all I can say, man. He has definitely been doing yeah. his thing. And even um, Ronaldo has, has been doing great, too, for Al uh, Nasir as well. Oh, he also got his first trophy. So Ronaldo... He got his first trophy for uh, Al Nasir, and I believe the trophy is what? What's it called? Let me see. 
I think he won like a what's it called? Like a championship or something. Oh wait, so he they qualified for the AFC champions. Uh, what is this? Which is the Al Nasser FC Champions League group stage after inc an incredible comeback in the playoff round. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And they beat their opponent four to Shabab Al Ali. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. So he's definitely doing his thing out there. I think this is also great because. One thing about these players going to these other leagues abroad is it definitely brings more media attention to the MLS and the uh, what, what, what's this other league called the the AFC. Uh, oh, I'm not familiar with the AFC. No, the Asians, the Asia's Premier Club. Oh, it definitely oh, yeah, brings more AFC. attention to them. You know. Because before yeah. now, I didn't know what the Asia's Premier Club was, but since even as gone, we're talking right now, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. <laughs> and I've been playing FIFA for a minute, so yeah, this is news to me. <laughs> no, I definitely feel you. Um, it, but the bringing of attention that he's doing is definitely great. It's definitely great for the teams, and uh, absolutely what, what he can do for them. Absolutely. And it's only the beginning. Um, these players are still young, you know, and they're doing their thing. Well, they're not young. Oh, that was they're huh? not young. They're hey man, I think this young talent is keeping is keeping them is keeping them young, so that's true. That might be that might be the case for real, for real. That is facts. That is facts. That is facts. But enough of that. We know that the NFL season is coming up. Is it now? All right. Is it now? Is it and now? I wanted us to do a little mock draft, right? Do a little All comparison, right? Mm -hmm. right? Starting. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then for this mock draft, we, we'll both have, start with the fifth. Uh, overall pick the first round, then we'll go down from there. Does that work for you? Yeah, of course. I bet. So, the first pick that I have, right, because I went through to the mock draft, was I took Tyreek Hill at fifth overall, first round. Who did you take first? Who were the first four picks? Oh, that's a good question. I, I don't have that information. <laughs> no, no worries, no worries, no worries. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, let me pull up my draft notes. Actually, wait, I think I'm I can find mistaken. it somewhere. Oh, wait, yes. Yeah. I, actually, I do have it. I actually, I, I found it. So, the first four picks were Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, and Jamar Chase. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um... My first overall pick was Travis Kelsey. Mm. Uh, I was doing a salary cap draft. It's a little different. I'm not going to go into too much detail right now. But, yes, say Travis Kelsey first – well, third overall, pardon me, 
No, no, no. I was fifth overall. Fifth overall. And I I think it turned out pretty well, I would I would say. Uh who was your round two? Round two, I took T. Higgins at not bad. At second round tenth pick. Not bad. I was picking from well, I didn't pick in the second round. My third round pick was Patrick Mahomes. Okay, yeah. now we uh, know Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's not falling to yeah. the third round. He fell to the third round. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> hey, man, you got a bid. <laughs> and I bid it. So, yes, my first two picks were Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Again, disclaimer, I'm playing in the salary cap league, so the rules are slightly different. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, who was your third rounder? My third round pick was Mark Andrews. Uh, my third pick was Amari Cooper. Mm. Okay. Who was next for you? Next for me, I had James Conner. Oh, I said James Cook. I was going to say, did <laughs> you steal my pick or something? <laughs> All right, and, and then I actually had three picks. Where I had three of the next well, pardon me, I had four of the next six Wow, I actually made all the picks <laughs> within in the later rounds. Um, again, sorry, cap. So you did pretty you did based off of you know well your salary, and I ended up getting George Kittle, Marquise Brown, Deshaun Watson, Tyler Rocket, Trevor Lawrence, and Drew London, all in, in one round. You got so, all those players in one round. Yes, <laughs> that's got to be illegal. Oh, uh, you know, you got to manage your money. <laughs> <laughs> so who who is your next pick? Because I definitely went crazy in round eight of my salary cap draft. Uh, my next pick was uh, Trevor Lawrence for QB. Oh, look at that. Nice. So I wanted Lamar, but he was gone by then. Uh, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Again... Uh, in the round nine, I had one, two, three, four picks. Uh, I took Isaiah Pacheco, Jackson Swift, and Jigba, Christian Kirk, and Michael Pittman Jr. Kind of wish that's George Pickens, but it's cool. Um, you know what's funny? And then <laughs> you took George Pickens. I, I had I had Marquise Brown in the sixth round and George Pickens in the seventh round. All right, I see Vicarious W. Salute, salute, salute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up getting the Steelers defense around 10. I took Easy Mac in the round 11, Evan McPherson. Oh, oh I'm, oh, I'm still on round eight. I got to catch up. Oh, wow. <laughs> round yeah. 12 and 13, I didn't make any picks. I didn't make another pick until – no, that was my last pick. And I spent – 64, 71, 85, 96, 97, 98, 103, 109, 113, $169. Oh, wow. In salary. Oh, pardon me. Plus a few other additional pieces. So, yeah. I don't know what the salary cap is. So I might have been, I might have overspent. But if I underspent, then I think this team is championship caliber. I played in the I played in the Cat League at school once, and mm-hmm. I ended up winning the championship. So I wouldn't mind if I did it again. Yeah. How long have you been playing fantasy? 
Uh, I'm 22. I've been playing for fantasy since I was. How old are you in seventh grade? Uh, like 13, 14? I think like 13, 14. Uh, yeah, I've been playing for two of us since I was 13. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're 10. Yes. You are definitely a vet, not a rookie. I've won about three championships. <laughs> so wow. I I'll I be doing my thing when I can. I salute you. I've won zero. <laughs> I've, I've been playing fantasy for like two years. So I guess oh, take yeah, my picks on a greatest song. Hey man, you're you're still you're still new to the game. I'm true to the game. And very soon you will be too. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, because my league, uh, we're I think we're doing the Waffle House challenge for the the punishment. Uh, definitely no way! Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you know, you there's no Waffle you, Houses around here, so it's a little bit of a can, hike. You can't, you can't elaborate on what the Waffle House challenge is. So the Waffle House challenge is, um, you you go to a Waffle House, right? Since they're 24 hours. And you order a stack of 24 waffles. You have 24 hours to finish them. And for every waffle you eat, you can leave one hour earlier. Right? Oh, my. But 24 waffles is a lot of waffles. <laughs> that's that's probably, the issue. I mean, if you, if, you, if you space it out and time it, you can get a good meal and probably leave within the decent amount of time for over. Like with me, knowing myself, I like waffles. Uh, I probably eat like six, and then space it out, eat like two more. You know, I I work I work my way down like twelve hours, do a little nine to nine. I can sleep, so I'll just sleep in the booth. You feel me? Like I I feel like I could I could I could probably my way out of that for. for yeah, I feel, yeah, I don't know if I would be able to eat all those waffles because like, I would try and eat as many as possible in the beginning and then I would just get full fast and then I would just yeah. be suffering. Let's see, a Waffle House waffle is, I'm trying to see if they can give me like a dimension or a size of a Waffle House waffle. I mean, you can go by calories. All right. How much? How many calories? Thank you. How many calories? Four hundred and ten calories in the classic Waffle House waffle. Um. Wow. <laughs> that's without syrup. <laughs> Four hundred and ten at one waffle. Yeah, fifty-five carbs. So you'd have to consume. Ten that almost ten thousand calories. If you wanted to get out of there in the first hour, you can't do that. It's not possible. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> if you if you love yourself, don't do that. <laughs> I don't care what you got going on that day. Don't do that. Like I see Joey Chestnut. <laughs> Joey Chestnut has definitely goat. done this. But I see the goat much didn't even with uh, waffles. Yep, Waffle House World Eating Championship. <laughs> How many waffles? How many waffles? On September 4th, 2005, Joey Chestnut 
Uh, he participated in the Waffle House World Championship in Atlanta, Georgia. He ate 18 half-ounce waffles in 10 minutes. So, you're telling me in 10 minutes... Hey, pardon me, no. He ate 18 and a half, eight-ounce waffles. Okay, so you're, t- so you're telling me Joey Chestnut isn't even finishing 24 waffles in 10 minutes. Nope. But, 18 and a half. So, this challenge is actually ridiculous. I mean, you have a whole day, so <laughs> for every waffle you eat, you knock down an hour. Mm. So I mean, depending on how you, depending on how you tackle it, you'll be out of this sooner than you think. Honestly, I'd bring like a book or something to pass the time. Yeah, why not? Wow, because you're gonna See? be there overnight. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. he won five thousand dollars for eating eighteen waffles. And he donated half of that to to Katrina. Salute. And he wow. donated. Oh yeah, and then yeah. So salute to Joey Chestnut. Wow. Uh, wow. There's a major league eating website. <laughs> the that's MLE. <laughs> yeah. The, M- the MLE is golden, man. That's that's like they have. <laughs> no, nah, dog. They have either. They have either rankings. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, dog. So, so you, so you're telling me they, they, they're, they're ranking the eaters. <laughs> like, like, how do you do that? Power rankings. Yeah, I mean, I get. I don't know if it's power rankings, but it's definitely. Mm. You know, Joey Chestnut's number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who Jeffrey Esper is, but he's number two. Uh, Mickey Sudo is number three. I want to see if, if anyone's from Maryland here. No, no Marylanders. Anyone from DC? You know what would be crazy? To be considered the worst eater in the MLE. I feel like well, that's, if you, that's sad. Yep. The 50th ranked eater is Michael Dietz. <laughs> He's 50th ranked. Hmm. Um, also at the same time, yeah. that doesn't mean you're the worst competitive eater in the world. That just means you're the Lowest ranked. You are, you're still ranked. Yeah, you're the you're the best. Yeah, you're still ranked. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, I can't believe this is like a thing. The fact that you got fifty of the most decorated consumers in the on the on the planet. Like, this is. I don't even know how you quantify this. Uh, through through their their eats. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. This is like I'm a professional eater. That's it. Joey Kuchesna is the greatest eater in the history. <laughs> um <laughs> wow. 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 Um <laughs> 17 and a half pounds of the cherry pie in eight minutes. 81, 81 Eggo waffles in eight minutes. <laughs> nah, dog. Nah, this is insane. Um, 80, uh, wait, 81 <laughs> Eggo waffles in how many minutes? Eight. <laughs> eight minutes. No, dog, this is insane. This man been different. No, man, this is crazy. 
Wow. Like, at that point, it's like, is food even food anymore? I, I wonder if he enjoys meals. Yes, I feel like we, 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 we've touched on this topic before, but just just thinking about it again. No, I don't know how it feels. Somebody called me the greatest eater in history. That's, that's <laughs> this is an empirical fact. <laughs> <laughs> By the stats, he 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 is he is one of the greatest eaters of all. No, the greatest eater of all time. That that's let's see, eggs, bologna, asparagus. <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> um, let's let's check the temperature, Brian. We got any questions from the fans? <laughs> right. So, a question that we have is: if you take the Alabama football team, right, versus which, the twenty eighteen um, Cleveland Browns, who would win in a football game? This year's this year's this this past year's Alabama. Uh, let's take the best Alabama versus the worst Cleveland Browns. All right, the best Alabama. So according to my sources, that would be the Alabama Crimson Tide of the year. It's looking like twenty twenty. Was the best Alabama team. They went 13 and 0, won the national championship. That team consisted of, let's see. That team consisted of Mac Jones and Bryce Young, Najee Harris, Brian Robinson Jr., uh, a bunch of other running, running backs I don't recognize. Devontae Smith, Jim Waddle, John Mechie. A defense had Christian Harris, Will Anderson, Patrick Sertan, and a few others. Uh, the 2018 round, you said? Yes. Okay, the, so the 20, 2018. The 2018 round after 7, 8, and 1. They weren't too bad. Wait, which were, what, what was the year that they won one game? Uh, that was 2016. If I yes, they won one, they won one in 15 in 2016, and they were winless in 2017. Okay, when the, let's take the winless team versus all right, all right, the all best right, Alabama. Right. So, 20, so in 2017, uh, yeah, all three of their quarterbacks couldn't hold a candle to Bryce Young in college. <laughs> or Matt, or Mike Jones in college. So, all right, you already got that box checked. Uh, running backs or just the skill players. Yeah, I think it would actually be close, but I would probably take Alabama because Nick Saban can coach circles around Hugh Jackson respectfully. I don't um, know. I mean, in Nick Saban's tenure as a he used to be a NFL coach, right? But very briefly, right? He was. He was. I believe he was. A, he, I believe he had a stint as a, the Dolphins coach. Uh, and during that time, he went. 
Uh, you know, it's tricky because, you know, in college, there's no salary cap, so you can get the best players. With the football, you had to work with the salary cap, and nobody wants to play for Cleveland. So, I mean, it's tricky. But I still think that – I think it will be closer than people think, but I would still take – I was still team Bama. Um, Nick Saban was a coach in the NFL for a year. He was the Dolphins head coach. He was also the Browns defensive coordinator in the 90s for, yeah. for, for, a, for a brief period. But before he went to Alabama, he was uh, he was coaching the Dolphins. And since then, he's been in Alabama, so... It's looking like he might just stay there. He kind of reminds me of um, dang, there's an NBA equivalent to this, but let's give him my mind. Oh, John Cal- John Calipari, mm. when he was coaching the New Jersey Nets, and now, and now he's in Kentucky, and Kentucky's pretty good. So, I think Nick Saban and John Calipari would be like you know, equivalent to one another to say the least. Okay, okay, I can see that. And I mean, granted, he wasn't a terrible coach in the NFL. He went nine and seven in one year, six and ten the following year. So I think he would do. I think he could hold a candle to to these NFL coaches, depending on what the team is looking like. So you know, this or this. I don't know. I think I still have to rock with the NBA. This 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 is a professional team. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Even though they lost all their games, they still played professional teams. And lost to all those professional teams. And those professional teams <laughs> consist of those professional <laughs> those professional teams consist of players that went to the Alabamas, the Ohio States, and all these premier colleges. I'm just saying, it's like it's not it's not as far it's not as far far fetched. In That's true. Opinion. That's valid. It's crazy, man. One in 31 over a two-year span is insane. That I'm is sorry. that is crazy. That's that's actually not okay. I'm glad we I'm glad the Browns have hopefully found new life in this Deshaun Watson era. But um yeah. Unless you got some more questions from our lovely fans, I think we can call this one tonight. Yeah, I think I think that's all we got. Wait, I think what I'm seeing some new news about uh Aja Wilson. Are you seeing this? Really? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Aja Wilson, 2018 first overall pick in the Las Vegas Aces, tied the single game scoring record. In the WNBA, of fifty three points. Are we sure she didn't break it? Let's see. Did she tie it or did she break it? I think she tied the it. Vegas, the the Vegas Aces beat the Atlanta Dream one twelve to one hundred. Rachel Wilson, yes, she has now tied the single game scoring record with fifty three points. She's now tied Liz Cambridge. Who I believe set that record in like 2020 or maybe oh. 2019, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. Um 
Shout out to Adrian Wilson. Okay. Uh, the the Las Vegas, Vegas, yeah, the Las Vegas Aces are kind of loaded. They have like four players that were drafted number one overall, number one overall, like currently <laughs> on their roster. Yes, I don't know what they made all those picks. So I think in their the, the respective player on that team was the first overall pick at one point. How? Hey man, expansion. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean expansion? <laughs> The power of expansion. I don't know, man. I can't really get into detail. I don't know if the. I don't even know if the WNBA has a draft lottery, but the fact that they had that much star power, I'm not, I'm not surprised. That is ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Candace Parker, Candace Parker, AJ Wilson. Uh. Let's see. Yeah, the quartet of number one picks has a combined 29 all-star appearances and 23 all-WNBA selections. So the, their starting yeah. lineup is the all-star team? Essentially, <laughs> yes. Well, yes. they're going to uh, get a documentary in the future, for sure. Yep, yep, yep. Let's see. Kelsey Plum, Asia Wilson, Jackie Young. That's that's yes, it's the real deal. I believe Candace Parker also won the one overall, and she's like, yeah, she's been playing in that WNBA since I was in like elementary school. <laughs> so this she's is still doing her thing. This is different than a big three. This is like an ultimate four, four number one overall yeah. picks. <laughs> yeah, Candace Parker is thirty seven, and it's still going. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Respect. She was the number one. She was the number one overall pick in 2008. Hmm. Uh, two-time WNBA champion, two-time WNBA MVP. So she may be the WNBA's Braun, and now she's on the Aces with a bunch of other stars. So, huh. hey man, if they, I guess if that's one way to get the attention of the media, just make, build a super team. That's valid. Can't hate on that. Can't hate on that. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but you got anything else before we wrap up? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm looking forward to the NFL. Yeah. That's about it. Me too, man. NFL coming up. We definitely have a lot more content coming for you guys. We're going to have some more guests. Um. Definitely gonna be bringing a few more people onto the podcast. It's gonna get interesting as we get some more hot takes and cold facts. But as Definitely. always, before oh wait, before we close out, uh, if you guys can take the time to leave a review, let us know your thoughts on the podcast. I'm always looking to grow and learn more. Um, and if you ever have any questions, um, for hypotheticals, uh, we'll probably be dropping it on our story in the coming week too. Um, hypotheticals, sports questions, anything of that nature, DM us. Or if you have any inquiries, email us. Um, our Instagram is at Fever Pitch Pod, and our email is Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. Right. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in this week. And as always, I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. And thank you guys. Take care. Take care. Take care.